You're listening to a podcast from Northern Lights Metropolitan Community Church. This is highlights from our weekly service. Good evening. Welcome everyone to our service. Welcome to Northern Lights Metropolitan Community Church. MCC is an international Christian denomination that is committed to the basic Christian gospel, that the love of God is available to all people through the life and works of Jesus. And this love is available to you and to me at this very moment. It does not matter who you are. It does not matter where you've been. All that matters is that you're here now. All are welcome. All are welcome in this place. We continue with our online services at this time until we are able to to meet again. Together we have celebrated Pentecost, the coming of the Spirit uh, to the Church, and we've considered last week the Holy Trinity, the one that makes, the one that redeems, and the one that sustains us. And as Judith reminded us, our God for all times and for all seasons. Over the next few weeks we'll continue to consider the work of the Spirit in our hearts, and this week we consider the gifts of the Spirit, and we hear readings about the gifts of the Spirit and the Beatitudes. Next week, we'll consider the fruits of the Spirit, and we move on as one community uh, to consider our response to the gift of the Holy Spirit the week after that. Let us take a moment to still our hearts as we prepare to hear God's word spoken to us. Loving God, quieten our minds, still our souls. Let us hear your voice this evening, we pray. Amen. This is a reading from 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Now, siblings, I want you to understand about spiritual gifts. There are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but they are all from the same spirit. There are different ways to serve, but we serve the same Lord. And there are different ways that God wants in people, that it is the same God who works in all of us to do everything. Something from the spirit can be seen in each, in each person. The spirit gives this to each one to help others. The Spirit gives one person the ability to speak with wisdom, and the same Spirit gives another person the ability to speak with knowledge. The same Spirit gives faith to one person and to another gives, another gives gifts of healing. The Spirit gives to one person the power to do miracles, to another the ability to prosper, and to another the ability to judge what is from the Spirit and what is not. The Spirit gives one person the ability to speak in different kinds of languages, and to another the ability to interpret those languages. One spirit, the same spirit, does all these things. The spirit decides what to give 
each one. A person has only one body, but it has many parts. Yes, there are many parts, but all those parts are still just one body. Christ is like that too. The eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. And the head cannot say to the foot, I don't need you. No, those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are actually very important. And the parts that we think are not worth very much are the parts we give the most care to. And we give special care to the parts of the body that we don't want to show. Here ends the reading. This is the word of God. Thanks be to God. A reading from the book of Matthew. Chapter 5, verses 1 to 10. Now when Jesus saw the crowds he went up to the mountainside and sat down. His disciples came to him and he began to teach them. He said, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Hello. This evening, I have been asked to share with you some thoughts on the topic of the gifts of the Spirit. This is a challenging subject. And I invite you to join me in a short prayer, seeking God's help as we think about the meaning for each of us of the Gospel reading and St Paul's letter to the Corinthians. Bountiful God, we ask for your forgiveness for our lack of gratitude to you for the many gifts from you which we have already opened and which we now claim as our own possessions. We acknowledge that you have given all of us even more gifts, most of which we have not yet found, and we seek your help in discovering our unrecognised gifts through reflection on the teachings of your word. Amen. Our reading from the letter to the Corinthians begins with St. Paul writing, Now, about the gifts of the Spirit, brothers and sisters, I do not want you to be uninformed. So the least that the Corinthian Christians might have expected from Paul 
as a starting point is to become informed with a list of the gifts of the Spirit. And Paul didn't disappoint. As we heard during our reading earlier, Paul identified nine possible gifts of the Spirit. Wisdom, knowledge, faith, gifts of healing, miraculous powers, prophecy, distinguishing between spirits, speaking in different tongues and interpretation of tongues. At least the Christians of Corinth might now start from the assumption that Paul was apparently acknowledging what they regarded as being important items on their list of gifts of the Spirit. But it's interesting that when Paul sent a list to the Christians in Rome, the list was rather different. This time he itemised seven gifts. First in the Roman list is prophecy, making its second appearance in the top seven. The other six were different. They were listed as ministry, teaching, exhorting, giving, leading, being compassionate. Then when Paul wrote to the Christians in Ephesus, only five items were included in Paul's list. Once again, we have prophecy in the top five, with teaching making a second appearance. But we have three new entries, evangelism, being apostles and being pastors. So what were the Christian leaders who followed Paul to make of the different lists? And they came up with a consolidated list of the seven gifts of the Holy Spirit. And perhaps surprisingly, the previous chart topper, prophecy, was dropped altogether. The list now was in three groups. First of all, fear of the Lord and piety, then knowledge and fortitude, and finally, understanding, counsel and wisdom. Rather than just try to demonstrate how this list was compatible with the various lists suggested by Paul, St Augustine decided to go back to first principles and show how these consolidated seven gifts of the Holy Spirit relate to the words of Jesus in seven Beatitudes. Augustine, who lived about 400 years after the resurrection of Christ, at the time when the Roman Empire was disintegrating, had a massive impact on the medieval church. He provided inspiration for the Reformation and he left a legacy of theological insight which continues to be important today. So I'm not in bad company when I suggest that the gifts of the Spirit are linked to the Beatitudes. The problem for us is that the English translation of the Beatitudes, which we are accustomed to hear, can be misleading and very different to the meaning which was the likely intent of Jesus. For starters, the words poor in spirit and meek conjure images of passive, disheartened individuals. Whereas Augustine regarded these categories as having the strength of single-minded perspective, which comes from being humble before God. So he links these two Beatitudes with two gifts of the Spirit, fear of the Lord and piety. 
Similarly, those who mourn and those who hunger and thirst for righteousness are not groups of sad or depressed people, but groups of those who are particularly aware of their shortcomings and who can apply this insight constructively with determination to become better people. So Augustine credits these people as having the gifts of the Spirit designated as knowledge and fortitude. Then we have the trio of the merciful, the pure in heart and the peacemakers. For Augustine, the pure in heart have an understanding which comes from an unrelenting focus on a spiritual perspective. The pure in heart contribute lots of light. The merciful have particularly em emphasis, have particular empathy with others, enabling them to make sensitive judgments. The merciful contribute lots of love. The peacemakers combine and apply the strengths of the pure in heart and the merciful. The peacemakers can combine light and love to generate harmony, a peacemaking which is much more than an absence of strife. For this trio, the relevant gifts of the Spirit are called understanding, the pure in heart, counsel, the merciful, and wisdom, the peacemakers. Now, I don't expect anyone to grasp all this detail from my speedy outline of the meaning of the Beatitudes. My point is that a great deal of effort has been applied to identify, categorise and list the so-called gifts of the Holy Spirit. And you might reasonably ask, why? Why does it matter at all? Well, quite simply, I blame the Corinthians. They were the ones who were arguing among themselves about the relative importance of their gifts as a proxy for the relative importance of themselves. They had been ranking people with some gifts of the Spirit as being much more important than others. For example, you remember that prophecy made it into all three of Paul's lists. So you can imagine how proud the people claiming the gift of prophecy must have felt. And it's useful to remember that the Corinthian Christians were people who had been brought up in the Greek culture, which greatly values wisdom and knowledge. And so angling for prime positions would have been the Christian followers of this Greek city who thought of themselves as having wisdom or knowledge. But both the group of prophets and the group of knowledgeable guys would have had plenty of challengers to sit at the top table. For a start, there were the people who claimed to have miraculous powers. Not to mention a bit of rivalry between a group of those who were gabbling in different types of tongues and yet another group who claimed expertise in interpreting the group who were gabbling in different types of tongues. It sounds like absolute chaos as different peacocks strutted their stuff around Corinth. So Paul decided to write to them about the gifts of the Spirit. He didn't attack them head on, all guns blazing. He was much more tactful. 
As we heard, he approached the issue indirectly, and I think quite beautifully. Now, about the gifts of the Holy Spirit, I do not want you to be uninformed. He then gently reminds them that these gifts, of which they are so proud, have not come from their personal merit. They're not even attributable to some vague concept of the Holy Spirit. They are grounded in the glory of God as revealed very clearly through Jesus Christ. And now only evident because of the related power of the Holy Spirit. To Paul, the concept of the Trinity is the foundation of all gifts of the Spirit. And so it's very appropriate that we are considering the gifts of the Spirit a week following the powerful sermon by David on the meaning of the Trinity. Just a reminder of the relevant verses we heard earlier from the letter to the Corinthians. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them and in everyone, it is the same God at work. On this bedrock of principle, Paul then challenges the foundation of the battle for precedence which appeared to be taking place in Corinth. He points out that it's not wisdom or knowledge in themselves which have value for a Christian, but godly wisdom and knowledge. He calls it wisdom through the Spirit and knowledge by means of the same Spirit. Similarly, those proud of their personal healing skills see healing skills replaced by gifts of healing by the Spirit. In other words, the first message of Paul to the Corinthians is, if you are making a list of gifts of the Spirit, make sure that everything on that list is a gift of the Spirit. His second message is that once you have a list, there is no way that the components on the list can be ranked. As he wrote, just as a body, though one has many parts, but all its many parts form one body, so it is with Christ. The eye cannot say to the head, I don't need you. And the head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. On the contrary, those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable and the parts that we think are less honourable we treat with special honour. Paul's message was gently put but the message was just as clear. The focus of Christians should be on the receiver of the gift, sorry, the focus of Christians should not be on the receiver of the gift of the Holy Spirit but on the donor of the gifts, the Holy Spirit. Those of you who think that you are at the top of the heap because you are prophets, think again. Also think again, you who claim to have knowledge or wisdom. Also think again, you who speak in different kinds of tongues 
and you who claim to understand the ones who speak in different kinds of tongues. Hidden in the middle of the list Paul recites to the Corinthians is mention of the people of faith. What about treating them as having a pretty major role as being the real core of the church? And of course, these people of faith are the same people who feature so significantly in the Beatitudes. And these people of faith were also among the list of those identified by St. Augustine as having the authentic gifts of the Spirit. So what jumped up narcissists were purporting to lead the church in Corinth? At least we wouldn't be like that. At Northern Lights Metropolitan Community Church, we all think the world of the welcome team and the people who serve refreshments and the people who support us on the phone and the audiovisual experts and the people who lead the service with readings and prayers and music and even the preachers are sometimes okay. And then there's that person who always asks about my family and my efforts to find a job. And then there's the person who's always smiling and making me want to smile too. All of us are all equally important in the eyes of all of us, aren't we? Well, that's the theory anyway. But it's just possible that some of us, perhaps all of us, are sealed into a box of our own, neatly labelled as having one role, one gift of the Spirit. Just like the people of Corinth were challenged about their roles, surely the Holy Spirit has given us gifts which have not yet been discovered. Just to pick random roles without thinking about any particular individual, that person who's always smiling might be exactly the person we need to lead our prayers. That person who gets asked to lead the prayers may be ideal for the AV team. That person who serves the tea might be called to serve on the church board. Anyway, that's the thinking behind the year of renewal, which would be our focus in two weeks' time. None of us have all the gifts of the Holy Spirit, but all of us have some of them. As Augustine demonstrated from the words of Jesus in the Beatitudes, the gifts are not roles, but states of mind. In the words of Augustine, the gifts are fear of the Lord and piety, knowledge and fortitude, understanding, counsel and wisdom. Seven words. And maybe even these seven words are too many. At the heart of them all is a sense of perspective. This sense of perspective is founded on love. And as we are also told by St Paul in the next chapter of his letter to the Corinthians, love is the greatest. Love never fails. Paul tells us that where there are prophecies, because those prophets are always pushing themselves to the front, 
where there are prophecies, they will cease. They will cease. That's quite a reversal of expectations for the Corinthians. Where there are tongues, yes, those speakers in tongues are always popping up. Where there are tongues, they will be stilled. Stilled, even in Corinth. Where there is knowledge, and we know the Corinthians love their knowledge, where there is knowledge, it will pass away. Knowledge, pass away? Prophecy, gone. Speaking in tongues, gone. Knowledge, gone. All gone. And now, these three remain. Faith, hope and love. Three umbrella gifts of the Holy Spirit. But the greatest of these is the biggest of the umbrella gifts of the Holy Spirit. The greatest of these is love. Linking our sermon and our prayers, I invite you to reflect on some extracts from the Beatitudes for a Global Pandemic, written by Jane Manfredi. Blessed are the unemployed and the self-employed, for their need of God is great. Blessed are the delivery drivers and the postal workers, for they are the bringers of essential things. Blessed are the hospital workers, the ambulance crews, the doctors, the nurses, the care assistants and the cleaners. For they stand between us and the grave and the kingdom of heaven is surely theirs. Blessed are the checkout workers, for they have patience and fortitude in the face of overwork and frustration. Blessed are the church workers, the deacons, priests and bishops, for they are comforting presence in a hurting world as they continue to signpost towards God. Blessed are the single parents, for they are coping alone with their responsibilities and there is no respite. Blessed are those who are alone, for they are children of God and with him they will never be lonely. Blessed are the bereaved, for whom the worst has already happened. They shall be comforted. Blessed are all during this time who have pure hearts, all who still hunger and thirst for justice, all who work for peace and who model mercy. May you know comfort, may you know calm, and may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all. Amen. We offer our prayers today, conscious that it is the Holy Spirit who prays in us, who knows what we need and who respects our faithfulness, honouring our longing for God in our lives. After each prayer, there will be a brief silence in which you can speak from your own heart. In answer to Holy Spirit of God, 
Please respond. Hear our prayer. Holy Spirit of God, hear our prayer. Each week we light a candle to remember all those who experienced the pain and sorrow which HIV and AIDS inflicted upon so many people and still does in many parts of the world. If you have a candle to hand, please light it now. God of justice and love, we bring before you all who have and still experience the worst ravages of HIV infection and AIDS-related illness. Save them, O God. We ask you for the gift of generosity and understanding from those who have it within their power to alleviate suffering with affordable medication. Holy Spirit of God, hear our prayer. Spirit of God, your servant Meister Eckhart told us that when we have no other prayer in us, that heartfelt thanks will be enough. And so we thank you, God, for every blessing of our lives, for those around us who care for us, for enough food, a safe place to live, and for the exquisite beauty of the earth and those who protect it. For the kindness of strangers in these difficult days, the hidden people who give aid, comfort and their own resources to alleviate suffering. For those who struggle to bring justice in unjust situations. And we thank you most for your son, Jesus who taught us how to live and who walks alongside us every day. Holy Spirit of God, hear our prayer. Spirit of God, please give your church the gift of insight. Help us to understand and to recognise what has gone wrong with this world which treats some people irreverently because of their difference from us, their skin colour, their social status, their gender, sexual orientation or disability. As followers of Christ, give us the courage to stand up and be counted, to be and to remain alongside marginalised people, just as Jesus was. Holy Spirit of God, hear our prayer. Spirit of God, give us the gift of courage to stand alongside the family of George Floyd and to be a part of the reminder to the world that black lives really do matter. Through Jesus, we have learnt that every life matters. So forgive us for any unconscious bias we may have been subject to in the past, and prepare us for action on behalf of our sisters, brothers and siblings of any nationality. May we become part of the movement to end discrimination against every human being.
Holy Spirit of God, hear our prayer. Spirit of God, we are in awe of your great goodness. In confidence, we bring before you those suffering and dying from COVID-19, and we ask you to be very present to them. Strengthen their carers and provide for their needs. We remember those whose lives are sadly disrupted, people hungry because their income has dried up, children forced to live in abusive homes, parents unsure of allowing their children back to school, your people awaiting cancer treatments, those with untreated chronic pain, and those who live in fear of consequences over which they have no control. Be our stability and our cause for hope, O Lord. Holy Spirit of God, hear our prayer. Spirit of God, inspire our leaders with humility, wisdom and common sense. Let their commitment be to provide what our nations need to overcome these difficult times and to plan for a changed world with different priorities. Holy Spirit of God, hear our prayer. We offer all these prayers, those petitions contained within our church prayer book, and those secret prayers lodged within our hearts. In the name of Jesus, who taught us how to pray, and we now say together, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. Lovely people, both beautiful and fabulous, let us say together the grace. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all now and forever. Amen. Go in the peace of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thanks be to God. Thank you for listening to our podcast. For more information about what we do, you can find us on social media or visit our website northernlightsmcc.org.uk